Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the Gospel of Matthew, and we're actually going into the 22nd chapter right now. But remember the context. Okay, so often people will read a passage of the Scripture, they'll they'll preach from it, they'll teach from it, and they just jump in the middle and make no attempt to remember the context. And the context is so important. Okay, the flow of what's happening is so important to give heed to. Remember, we saw in uh, Matthew 21 that Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. It's what we call the triumphant entry, okay? He did that. He'd already uh, spoke to a fig tree and cursed it, and it died. He comes in, he cleanses the temple. (laughs) But then the religious leaders come to him, and they demand to know by what authority he does the things that he does. In other words, these miraculous things, this teaching that you're doing, what authority? And Jesus says, well, you know, you answer a question for me, and I'll answer one from you. And he asked him about the baptism of John, and they realized they were trapped. But then he started speaking to them. He's speaking to the religious rulers and the people that were gathered around because the religious rulers confronted Jesus while he was teaching. So the other people were there. The multitudes are there. They're listening to all this. So Jesus uh, responds back to them and speaks to them uh, in a parable, the parable of the two sons. You know, one was told to do one thing, another was told to do another, which one was actually the faithful one. And then the parable of the... um, the master that had a vineyard with some tenants and what had happened with that. So now we're in the 22nd chapter. The first verse says this, Jesus spoke to them again in parables saying. So, so often these are kind of lines that we just sort of throw away, but folks pay attention to. He spoke to them again. Who's the them? Yeah, he's speaking to the religious rulers. The disciples are hearing it. The people in the crowd, they're hearing this. Okay. He speaks to them, and he gives them another parable. And Matthew's the only one that has this parable in this form. So listen to it. Matthew 22, 2. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. Oh, let me stop right here before I forget to say this. Remember what happened at the end of the 21st chapter. The religious rulers were furious because they knew that those first two parables that Jesus had addressed them in those parables, that those parables were directed to them. Also, they wanted to seize Jesus, but they didn't because they were afraid of the people. Remember that? They were afraid of the people. So we'll press on right here again. Let me read the second verse again. The kingdom of heaven, notice what Jesus is talking about, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. And he sent out his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast, and they were unwilling to come. So Jesus tells us here from the very beginning uh, how we're to interpret this and how we're to understand this. He says that the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king, and the king gave a wedding feast for his son. So he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and this kingdom of God can be compared can be presented in this way. You have a king, you have a son. The king is given a wedding feast for his son, verse 3. And he sent out his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast, and they were unwilling to come. 
So people had been invited to this wedding feast, but they, they didn't want to come. They were unwilling to come. It's the king who's given the wedding feast. He's given it for his son, the king in waiting, here on the earthly side of things. But the people were unwilling to come. Verse 4. Again, hang on a second, folks. I'm getting a call. Can y'all hear that? <laughs> okay, everybody. It's an hour and a half later. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, as a dear friend of mine from out of state that I haven't heard from in a while. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I could have edited it out. But you know what? That's just life, isn't it? Sometimes you're in the middle of doing something, and all of a sudden you're distracted by this. But you go back, and you pick it up later. <clears throat> so here we are, Matthew 22, verse 4. Jesus is saying this. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat and livestock are all butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. So here the king is. He's given a wedding feast with steak, right? Roast and steak. How do you think the people responded? Jesus continues in verse 5. But they paid no attention and went their way one to his own farm and another to his business, and the rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. But the king was enraged, and he sent his armies and destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those who are invited are not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main highways and as many as you find there, invite to the wedding feast. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered together all they found, both evil and good, and the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. But when the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in wedding clothes. And he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Whew, there's some profound stuff there. Let me just see if I can just throw some details out here real quick. What is going on here? Jesus is responding to that whole question. Hey, by what authority are you doing that? And he's letting the Jewish people know through their religious rulers who just realized, wait a minute, he's talking about us in these first two parables. Who are the people here? The king is God. The son is Jesus. Okay, The ones that had been called were the uh, the Jewish people, the ones that come to the wedding feast, but they, turned, they, they were unwilling to come. The slaves that had been sent out were those that were the prophets that had the message, even now the servants of God that had the message, saying, come, come, come but they didn't want to have anything to do with it. And since they didn't want to have anything to do with it, he says, go out in the highways and invite everybody, the good and the evil. Yeah, he's saying invite everybody that's not the Jewish people. Invite the Gentiles. Bring them in here. It doesn't mean that they will stay evil. It means that they will what? That they, they will believe, and they'll become dinner guests. But not all of them. Because what? There was a man here that was in there, but he wasn't dressed in wedding clothes. What does that mean? He wasn't dressed in the righteousness of the Most High God. He wasn't a believer. He was there in a party and everything, but he didn't truly believe. And, you know, the king comes in and says, friend. He calls him friend. He says, friend, how'd you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. He didn't have anything to say. In other words, 
the man had been playing along and thought that he was right before God, thought he was here in the dinner party, thought he was a king, king's friend, thought he had it all, but he wasn't. And he says the king's going to look at him and said, his servants and say, bind him hand and foot, throw him into the outer darkness. In that place there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He thought he was right before God. These religious rulers thought they were right before God, but they weren't. They had rejected the message. They'd rejected the servants, the slaves that had come. Now Messiah is standing before him. They rejected him. From our perspective, there's going to be many that are going to be church members that have rejected him. And then Jesus said, for many are called, but few are chosen. That gives us insight into this whole call thing and chosen thing, which the church fights over. And everybody thinks they got the right answer for that. We'd do well just to pay attention to what the scripture says about it, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.